My name is Kieran Treather. Since I was 11 years old, I've been working to put an end to hunger in my community and beyond. This is my story. It's in no one's interest to see good food go to waste. What motivated me to tackle this problem is it's entirely preventable. Hey, I'm Danny Washington, and welcome to The Genius Generation, the podcast about young people who are changing our world in big ways. On this week's show, my guest is Kieran Schreeder. When Kieran was in middle school, a community service trip opened his eyes to how many people were going hungry where he grew up, in the Bay Area of San Francisco. That experience stuck with him, and since then, he has been working tirelessly to combat hunger and food insecurity with his organization, Waste No Food, which seamlessly connects business with excess food to charities that can distribute it to those in need. Just brilliant. Kieran, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Danny, and thanks so much for doing this podcast. I think it's so important to get these stories out to more people. Absolutely, yes, and that is our goal. We want to share these amazing stories. So let's start with Waste No Food. What is it all about, and what problem are you trying to solve? Waste No Food is trying to tackle the problem of hunger. The growing struggle in America to feed our families. One in every six families is now getting food from a food hunger bank. Hunger exists everywhere. It exists in middle-class suburban communities. It exists in our rural areas. Um, so there really is no definition of what a hungry child looks like. One in four children, one in six families across the United States are hungry. As a nation, we waste 40% of all food that we produce. And if we could reduce that food waste by just three tenths, we could feed every single hungry person. What motivated me to tackle this problem is it's entirely preventable. No one wants to see good food go to waste. The problem is it's hard to link the groups that have excess food say, the convention center that had a huge banquet and finds itself with hundreds or thousands of meals, or a sports stadium that has lots of meals after a game is done, or a restaurant who has a lot of food that they produce thinking that they'd get more clients, but that food would go to waste the next day. It's hard to link those groups with charities serving the hungry, to know which charity could actually use that food. So waste no food, enables a smooth transaction between the groups that have excess food and the charities serving it. We have a web platform and we have a mobile platform. And in under a minute, food donors can post what excess food they have. Charities in their area get alerts on their phone. And if they're able to use it, they can claim it. And through this seamless transaction process, we've been able to donate millions of meals to hungry people. That is absolutely brilliant. And to think that 40% of all food that's produced in this country is wasted, oh, that drives me crazy. I feel like I'm putting on my grandma's hat because I remember her as a kid, don't waste any food. And it was a very important thing, especially coming from a Caribbean household. Let's rewind a little bit. Was there a particular moment or memory that sparked your idea to create Waste No Food? I did some volunteer work in middle school and I saw firsthand the problem of hunger at a local charity. I saw children my age, younger, who had similar aspirations to me, but who through extraordinary circumstances didn't know where all of their meals were coming from. And as a result, they weren't able to focus in school. They weren't able to achieve a lot. And 
it seemed like a daunting problem. But I, I had a phenomenal middle school teacher, and he saw how deeply affecting it was for me, really, to come into contact for the first time with people who are hungry. It's one thing to know about it on an academic level. It's another thing entirely to see firsthand the people who are struggling. And he saw that I was deeply affected, and he said, "Why don't you try to do something?" And so. I researched, and that's when I learned about the problem of food waste. Up until then, similar to you, Danny, I think my exposure to food waste was: I'm in an Indian household, and they always told me, "Finish your food, take as much as you like, but you you can't waste." But when I learned on a mass scale how frequent it is, how it happens in kitchens, in restaurants, and convention centers. I really wanted to make a difference because this felt like a preventable problem. It's in no one's interest to see good food go to waste, and so what I did was we visited a restaurant that my family frequents, and I said, "My spring break is coming up. Can I spend a week in your kitchen? Can I understand where food goes to waste and why you're not able to donate it?" So I spent five or six days really understanding how a restaurant kitchen works, and from there designing what I thought would be an effective solution. How old were you when you went to observe in that restaurant? I, I was eleven or twelve. Wow, <laughs> eleven or twelve, taking taking the lead. So walk me through the process of creating the actual platform, waste no food, from start to finish. Sure, I'm fortunate enough to live in Silicon Valley, which is the hub of technology, and got into contact with PayPal, and they put me in touch with a group of really talented coders who wanted to volunteer their time to building an app that made a difference in the community, and so we set out to build a waste no food app. In parallel, I tried to find. Donors、uh, and charities who could actually use the app when it was built. When you began working with the folks who volunteered their time from PayPal, did you just send an email to someone over there and say, "Hey, I'm creating this project. Can you help me?" What did that look like? Yeah, I think one of the great advantages when you're young is that people are inspired that you want to get engaged and they want to help you. And so, I'd encourage all of your listeners, Danny. If you have an idea, think through it. Do your homework. Do your research. Make sure you're actually committed to it. But once you are, reach out to people. People are willing to help. And so I reached out to the head of charitable giving at PayPal, and she was like, "This is a great idea. Let let me see how I can help." And then a couple of meetings later, we were. Introduced to this team who volunteered their time and who played an indelible role in building the app. So you're like 11 or 12 years old now, starting to run these meetings, working with professionals, adults. So tell me about a breakthrough or an aha moment that you had through this process. How did it feel? I remember when I was young, I tried to go into a restaurant to ask them to be a food donor, and they slammed the door in my face. And I went to my mom afterwards, who was driving me, and she could tell I was a bit distraught about this. I was on the verge of tears, and what she told me is, "You don't know 
why they did what they did. They could have had been having a very difficult day. It may have nothing to do with you, and you shouldn't take this as an indictment on your character or as an indictment on the goal that you're trying to pursue. And I think that was a big aha moment. That's the healthy mentality that you have to have. Because I'd love to say that everyone gets on board with what you want to do and that you only have success. But the reality is, if you're trying to tackle a difficult problem, you're going to get no a lot. Absolutely. All right, Karen, let's talk about how the app works. Say I'm a restaurant owner and I have some excess food and I want to donate it. How do I do it? Walk me through the process. Sure, Danny. A big problem before was that donors had no idea who the charities were in their area. And even if they knew them, they had to call every single one individually and ask them, can you pick up food? And I sat in in a restaurant, as I told you, Danny, and I know at closing time, and you've been on your feet for hours, you want to go home as quickly as possible. And I can definitely empathize with that. The last thing anyone has time to do is call a bunch of charities. So we made it super easy. What we did was we said, say, Danny, you have a tray full of food. You can take a picture of that food. You can post how many meals it is, uh, when it needs to be picked up by, any special instructions, and then you post it. Then any charity within your area gets an alert on their phone, and only the charities that are able to pick it up at the time you want and are able to actually use it, give it to the people they serve, are the ones who end up claiming it. So we dramatically streamlined the process. So what does the impact look like now for Waste No Food? How many clients have you served? How many different nonprofits have you worked with? Sure. So we have a footprint now in four major areas. We're in the San Francisco Bay Area. We're in Southern California. We're in Illinois. And we're in Tampa Bay, Florida. And We've served about six million meals to the hungry. We have some major donors, including San Francisco Airport. We have Levi Stadium, where the San Francisco 49ers play. We have the University of Illinois. But what I'm so excited about is I think we've barely skimmed the surface. The great thing about using technology is that we can expand throughout the nation and we can really amplify, increase the work that so many people are already doing in their communities by making it more efficient. So I really think that we're at the beginning and we have a potential to expand so much more. You said six million meals? Did I hear that correctly? Wow. (laughs) How does it feel to see that type of impact on a personal level? Yeah, I think numbers are a great thing, but I think it's so much better to see individually someone say that you made a big impact. The best moment I had was when a charity leader in San Jose told me that because of our program, for the first time in uh, this charity's 30-year history, they didn't have to buy food for a week. They got enough food from our program to serve their clients. And all of the money that they were otherwise spending on food, they could directly pour into 
these other things, the job training, the counseling, maintaining homeless shelters, helping people who are struggling in other ways. I love that. Do you have any advice for other young people who might want to pursue something similar? Absolutely. I'd say the first thing is go for it. Being young gives you so many advantages. You understand technology. And we've seen this with Waste No Food. We've seen this with so many other projects. Technology really enables you to scale up. Whereas before, Danny, if you were a teenager, you really could only think about your immediate community. Now, because of technology, you can think about the entire world. I definitely commend all of the work that you've done, Karen. This is super inspiring for me, and I'm sure lots of people listening right now feel the same. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Danny. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Genius Generation. If you want to learn more about Kieran's organization and maybe even get involved yourself, go to wastenofood.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and subscribe. The Genius Generation is a podcast created by Seeker and Trax. The show is hosted by me, Danny Washington. Emily Feld and Eben Hall are our producers. Caroline Roth, Brian Simagala, and Matt Morales are our Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Papas. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner, Michelle Smalley, and Brian Pendergast. Our PA is Navani Otero. Thanks for listening. Funding for the Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, investing in our common future. How do we create change that lasts? True transformation happens by changing the system, not just the situation. It's a bit like the difference between saving a tree and creating a new sustainable way of doing forestry. Ashoka is a global community of thousands of changemakers who are committed to making systemic change and empowering others to do the same. We get it. Changing systems sounds intimidating, but there's nothing to fear. Join Ashoka for a three-part learning journey to uncover issues you care about, identify the root causes, and start building a solution. Learn more by visiting changemaking.net or check out the link in the show notes. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.